Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we are previewing Mizzou football's Thursday night matchup against South Dakota with Columbia, Missourians own Wendell Shepard, friend of the show. He's back. Um, if you're on the YouTube, you'll see we're we're starting things off with a with the fourth person. So exciting stuff. Football's back, so we gotta we gotta bring out the big guns to to get you guys prepared for Mizzou's first game. Um, we also have the full uh, men's hoops non-con schedule, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll do quick hits, and then we're gonna finish the show off with a little immaculate grid. We had Kenny and Peyton do the baseball immaculate grid. They collabed. Um, and they let's just say they they got a pretty good score. So uh, stay tuned for that. Great show for everyone. Football is back. And with that, the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for the unwritten rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. And Wendell Shepard. And and Wendell Shepard. Good job, Peyton. (laughs) Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, August 28th, and it's South Dakota week. Kenny and Peyton, and as Peyton so kindly introduced, because we don't have our pre-recorded guy no, he didn't record this with Wendell Shepard. Um, if you're watching on the YouTube, we have a fourth. Uh, we have a fourth member starting the show off. It's South Dakota week, um, so you know we had to bring in an expert. Had to bring in the big guns to preview the game, talk about everything. So we brought the Columbia Missourians' own Mizzou football beat writer, Wendell Shepard, friend of the show, recurring guest. He's been on before. Um, so Wendell, um, good to see you. How have you been? Um, you know, how's the how's the beat been for you so far this summer and fall? Um, you know, just early observations. And, of course, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, um, glad to be back. I'm glad that season's finally starting. It feels like I've been, you know, talking about <laughs> the same stuff, writing about the same stuff. Um, but it's been fun. Um, I think there's a lot of cautious optimism around this team. So I'm looking forward to the season um, and, and seeing what they do this year. Yeah, welcome back. Um, you know, oh, and I had to mention too, Kenny passed the torch. Uh, he was, of course, in your spot last year. So we'll end, we'll end the show with a little bit of advice. Um, but yeah, stuff from, you know, I, we, we have seen your tweets. You have been very busy and I'm sure probably getting <laughs> sick of reporting the, you know, random injury doldrums and, and other news of fall camp. But, I, you know, just from your own observations, you mentioned, I know the optimism of this team. We've talked a ton about the, you know, QB battle, the offensive line. Um, you know, is there any anyone maybe that you've you've like watched that's kind of stuck out so far? Um, you know, whether specific names or even from the squads, coaches, um, you know, kind of putting their foot down. Just uh, just general observations. I'm very very interested to see the offense and sort of how how Kirby Moore uses tight ends, um, tight end position. At least since I've followed Mizzou the last three years, has been kind of a just a position out there. You know, we never had a tight end that. Um, has really contributed much. I believe last season, Mizzou only had like 150 yards, um, receiving yards for tight ends. Um, and the last few practices, Brett Norfleet, Jordan Harris, both true freshmen, have been getting lining up with first team um, or, or with the starters. So I'm interested to see um, what happens there. But yeah, it um, seems like the offensive line, there were a bunch of question marks 
in the spring that seems to have to have kind of settled itself um and there's definitely a, a starting group that's kind of um separated um so i think offensive line should, should be should be much improved i think cameron johnson is gonna be really good um Mimbu at right tackle again so yeah I'm glad you mentioned the the tight end position. We've known that's been kind of lackluster the last couple of years, especially since Alberto has been gone. And you mentioned the 150 yards. I had to look it up because I remember this this play like distinctly. Ryan Horskamp's touchdown um, in week 11 last season it was for 32 yards. Um, and so that, that 32 yards eats up a lot of those 150 yards that you just mentioned. On the passing end, though, um, quarterback-wise, we know that Mizzou's going to look at Brady Cook and Sam Horn in week one. Is there kind of like an expectation of how many quarters, how many you know snaps these guys are going to see that Drinkwitz mentioned? Um, no, he, after, on what day was that? Last last week, his, his weekly press conference, um, he didn't address any of that. Um, everyone was asking questions, you know, how many quarterbacks are you going to use? Who are we going to see first? You know, is Brady Cook going to have the first half? Sam Horn going to have the second? How's that going to work out? Um, he didn't give anything away. Only thing he said is that multiple quarterbacks are going to play. Um, just based on who's been going out first every practice, I, I would assume. I think it's a safe guess to say that Brady Cook will see the first snap. Um, but I don't know for sure. Just switching gears now. I mean, there, there's been so much talk around the offense, and rightfully so. It was probably the distinct weakness of the team last year but the defense I mean they return almost everyone from what wound up being a surprisingly really strong unit what's kind of the expectation around the defense going into this year they still have Blake Baker they return everyone except for Martez Manuel and Elijah McGuire and DJ Coleman uh in terms of starters uh do they expect to keep the same level of uh play or is there maybe an expectation that maybe they could get either better or worse I, I think they're the goal for themselves is to be the best in the SEC best in the country um I remember back during the spring I talked to some some players and they mentioned um no the Mizzou teams that won the SEC East about a decade ago and how they had a dominant defense um they got a lot of takeaways and they're aiming to be to be that to be at that level um my story that we come out a little bit later this week is talking about kind of giving a defensive preview um because i don't think there's any reason to believe that they'll drop off at all um i think if anything the edge position i think is a bit of a question mark but i think that's the only one i think they got or either the same or got stronger everywhere else through the portal um but yeah i think the expectation is for the defense to be just as good or better than last year and my bad, I said, I think I said Elijah McGuire. I was going to say. <laughs> Elijah McGuire is a, a damn running back. That's my bad. <laughs> we all knew. We all knew. Yeah. Um, you, you I mentioned the yeah. defense real quick. Um, you know, talking with Blake Baker, he has a lot of, you know, different lingos. And he's always, you know, very complimentary of the team that he's facing. Is there anything he really pointed out about South Dakota that could give this defense any trouble? Um. Drinkwitz talked a bit about that, um, basically saying, I guess, that the defense are, are going to get a lot of different looks. The um, offensive coordinator um, at, South, at South Dakota, formerly the offensive um, coordinator at South Dakota State, um, uses a bunch of different formations, multiple tight ends, a lot of motion, um, a lot of different run, run schemes. So it, it seems like, you know, I don't know about, 
I, I mean, obviously the FCF school, there's, there will be a bit of a talent gap, but I think just in terms of scheme and defense having to adjust on the fly to, um, you know, different formations, that's, that'll be a, a good test, um, it, it seems like. Um, but yeah, th- that, that's what, I, what I've heard so far. I want to, I wanted to ask too, um, you know, with among the kind of few transfers that have come in this season, I'm switching back to offense for a second. We know Theo Wees was obviously the big name coming in at wide receiver. Obviously Luther Burden has a lot of hype going into his second season was, you know, the preseason all SEC third team Mookie Cooper there as well. What's your take on these, uh, on these wide receivers on that room that, you know, obviously the quarterback still remains a question mark. Um, but, you know, how have you seen him kind of fitting in and, and you know, what kind of year do you think they'll have at the, the wide receiver position? I think Theo Weiss is going gonna, is, is gonna to be great. I think he is the kind of profile of a receiver that Mizzou hasn't had in a long time. Um, you, you know, Mook, someone asked Mookie Cooper about, about him earlier this offseason. He's like, he looks like an SEC receiver. You know, not that Mizzou doesn't have SEC caliber receivers, but, you know, he's 6'2", close to 200 pounds, long, fast. Um, so I think he, I think he's going to be that outside threat um, that Mizzou hasn't had in a while, and I think Luther Burden moving into the slot is going to be great for for him and for the offense. You know, that's where Lovett played last year. He was Mizzou's most productive receiver, um, and Luther's obviously talented, and I think um, will be very productive there. And, and I think the receivers should should make whoever ends up being the quarterback long term should make their job easier. Um, yeah. We, we heard a lot about Makai Miller last season. Uh, you mean those plays against Florida. It just, you know, there was a lot of just sneaky plays that he made here out of the slot. Uh, it feels like he's still underrated. feels like we're still not hearing a lot about Makai Miller, especially with the transfers in the wide receiver room. Our coaches, you know, still pretty, really high on Makai Miller, still talking highly of him. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think he's he's going to be the first receiver, you know, off the bench or if there, if there are any four, four receiver sets, he's going to be out there. Um, you know, that starting group is Wee's burden um cooper right now but makai miller is very versatile and that's something that that i I heard praised about him from the coaching staff um so i definitely think we're we're gonna see a lot of him this season probably more so than last year um so yeah just uh switching to the backfield now i think uh the expectation obviously is that schrader uh will still get a good amount of carries nate pete has apparently had a very good uh spring and fall um, but who could maybe emerge as kind of that third running back uh, that maybe gets a couple carries here and there? We've heard, I think it's been kind of a split competition between uh, Tarvis Jones and, or Tavoris Jones and uh, Jamal Roberts. Uh, is there any, any separation between those two? Do we know maybe who could be the third back there? I, I would not be surprised if it's Jamal Roberts. He's had a very strong camp. Um, Drinkwitz and a lot of the other players as well in the offensive have have talked about how good of a camp he's had. These explosive, you know, breaks tackles. Um, definitely, Schrader and Peter are, are going to be the guys. Drinkwitz said the other day that you know whoever has the hot hand is going to be the guy that's getting the most, the most carries between the two of them. Um, and, I, and I think Pete's pass catching ability that you know he he kind of already should be showed before this year um, is going to keep him on the field. But yeah, I think Jamal Roberts. Um, it seems like we'll probably be that third back to Boris Jones um, is impressed as well. But I, I think Roberts has seemed to have separated himself a little bit or made, made a name for himself for sure. Fun fact yeah. about Tavoris Jones, he's left-handed. Um, I, I don't know. You never, you don't see many left-handed running backs. You even know what hand they throw with, but that's, that's the thing I can throw out about T-Man. 
<laughs> they also call him T-Man. That's another Big facts. fun fact. Yeah, I, why didn't you lead with that? I guess <laughs> that's a not a nickname. super crazy nickname, but, you know, that is what it is. Um, Paso, there's my last one. There you go. Three, three fun facts. Um, two truths and a lie with Tavoris Jones. Um, Wendell, I hate to make you, you know, do a lot of the some of the reporting that you have been doing with with injuries, but obviously that's you know a, a thing that that you know kind of dominates the headlines right now before the season. Um, you tweeted about Chad Bailey um, getting that procedure for a you you put it a soft tissue injury. He's out for 21 days. Um, you know, I guess just give us a, maybe a general injury update and then um, who might kind of fill in for him while while he's uh, bouncing back from that. Yeah. So. Um, Chad Bailey will be out for, you know, we know for sure the first two games, um, it's very unclear what exactly the injury is, whether it's even lower (laughs) upper body. Um, They love to be vague. Yeah, he just said soft tissue injury that could be anywhere on his body. But yeah, and he had a had a procedure. You don't know if that's surgery, you know, a cortisone shot, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, but I they seem pretty confident in Damien Wilson filling in for Bailey while he's out. He played every snap versus Georgia last year, a lot of snaps versus Florida, I believe as well, uh, when Bailey was out last year. So they seem pretty confident in, in him to fill fill his shoes. Obviously, Chad Bailey's the guy you want out there, um, six-year senior. Um, but yeah, Damon Wilson, drink with throughout Chuck Hicks as well as someone who could see some time with Bailey out. Um, as far as other injuries go, that's about it. Isaac Thompson um, is out for the whole season, um, safety, Richard freshman um, leg injury. Don't know what that injury is. That, that, <laughs> that's another thing. He was um, in a full leg cast and was on crutches oh, wow. um, last week, but don't know the specifics there. Um, Jalen Carlisle, we've been dealing with uh, another soft tissue injury, but it seems like he's back full go. Um, and those are the only injuries that, that, that we've heard of. I always love the soft tissue injuries. It like, goes from college to professional. It's always some level of discomfort and you never actually know what the issue is. Yeah. And I remember he would say soft tissue injuries last year and people would ask and he's like, that's all I can say. It's a soft tissue injury. Uh, the one thing I, I hope though, is you still get a lot of surprise Chad Bailey. When you do like these defensive press conferences, Chad Bailey just shows up sometimes and talks for three minutes. And everyone's <laughs> like, we talked to you every single day this year, Chad, we don't have anything else to ask. He always shows up. And for a guy that's like very soft spoken, he loves just going up there and talking. And I mean, he doesn't always have a lot to say, but uh, he's, Chad Bailey's always a fun one. There you go. Get a whole bunch of Chad Bailey. Um, okay. I, I want to get in, into uh, South Dakota a little bit, Wendell. I know you have a couple of days before the game, but have you have you started any uh, any research on who Mizzou is facing? What, you know, possible problems they can pose as far as, as, far as South Dakota goes? Obviously, it's the expectation is going to be um, you know, a blowout, of course, for, for Mizzou on Thursday night. But, hey, you know, can't underestimate any opponent. Um, you know, what do you know about uh, about South Dakota coming in? Um, they have a pretty decent quarterback, it seems like, on paper, Aiden Bowman. He, um, former Iowa State Cyclone. Um, this is, is going to be his second year as a starter. He's le- he's left-handed as well, same, same with team Oh, man. there you go. Um, <laughs> same as team man yeah. But, uh, Lefties. He, he, he had an all-conference season, I believe, last year. Um, so so, so they, they have someone they can, they can throw the rock, drink with, shout it out. Um, Their running back, Travis Tice, I believe is how you say that. Um, very physical runner, downhill, kind of compared him to Cody Schrader. Um, so th- those are the main names um, I, I've kind of z- zeroed in on, I guess. But, yeah, I, I definitely think the expectations for Mizzou to, to, to handle, handle South Dakota. Yeah. 
take care of business. Um, oh, I had to ask too uh, on special teams. Has Mevis? Uh, are the rumors true? Has Mevis slimmed down a little bit? We've heard some some rumblings, but uh, we 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 were told the thicker kicker might not be as. Uh, we know like la- before last year, I guess we heard he he got bigger, and now apparently we're hearing he's he's slimmed down a little bit. He was second team uh, all SEC preseason. I know. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the, the most phenomenal eyes, but he looks about, <laughs> he looks about the same to me. Um, t- times I've, I've seen him, I wouldn't say that he's got he's he's any bigger though. Yeah. Um, as long as yeah. they go through the uprights. Yep. Yeah, and, and I know it's it seemed like for a bit early in camp that he might lose out on the um, kickoff duties. Um, I think he he will be the we'll see him every time. Um, Blake Craig, I think, is probably the kicker of the future. But um, Mevis, I think, is still going to be handling all kicking duties um, this year. We need him to hit someone on a kickoff if he's going to be taking those. We need to we need to see just him like it, it looks like a good return. He just lays them out at like the fifty yard line. <laughs> I need a, I need a big hit from Harrison Mevis this year. That would definitely be entertaining. I just did some uh, research on Aiden Bowman because I was just interested in because you mentioned he played at Iowa State. Uh, so he redshirted in 2020. In 2021, his uh, what he's listed on the roster as is squad member. So he's not actually like a position. It just says squad member. <laughs> so it might just mean he was on the practice squad, which that's you know that kind of sucks for him because he was a four-star recruit and a three-star by 247 and rivals. His dad played in the NFL for the Vikings, Saints, Rams, and Jaguars. He went to St. Cloud State. A lot of history oh, nice. there for the for the Bowman family. The Bowman family. That's a good. That's a good NFL grid, grid name. Then, what's his dad's Aiden name? Bowman. Um, Todd. Todd. Todd Bowman. Bowman. Use him for your grids. Mother Courtney. <laughs> Sweet. You did, Kenny uh, just kind of mentioned uh, over his recruiting rankings. I actually want to jump into recruiting. You had a weird situation oh, yeah. this past week, Wendell, when. Devonte Perkins said he committed to Mizzou, and then apparently he just said that. But Mizzou, he's not a take at Mizzou. Is that what I understand? Yeah, this was very strange. Um, I actually probably I don't know how soon I would have caught on to this. Someone DM'd me on Twitter and was like, "Hey, this kid, you know, committed to Mizzou on Instagram." Um, I checked it out. I never heard of him because you know I and probably way too deep into recruiting now at this point or just knowing who has their eyes on. And I, and I, I hadn't heard of this guy before. I did some research on him. It seems like he has a couple offers. He had, he's visited Mizzou pretty recently um, into July. Um, so, yeah, I, I put the tweet out, and then I, I was contacted by a member of the athletic department, and then they were like, you know, we've never offered this kid. Um, we don't know <laughs> why he said that. They said that, that – um, he visited, he visited campus, at, you know, but they, they didn't offer him in any capacity. Um, you know, preferred walk-on scholarship. There, there was no no offer of any kind. And, and I don't know. It's just I, I'm not sure what what the thought process there was for Perkins. He had, he. I was looking at through his Instagram, and, and last time I checked, I'm he blocked me on Instagram. But last <laughs> time, I, last time I checked, the post is the post is still up. It is. I just looked. So. <laughs> yeah. Which, which doesn't make much sense to me. And he, he released like a, a top four graphic, which I believe had Georgia, Mizzou, Marshall, and NC State. And from everything that I found, he's only been offered by one of those schools. Um, mm. So yeah, it, it, so it was this was very strange. He blocked you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I never even followed him on Instagram. So I think 
my account and, and, and just name searched and, just name searched who's the guy that who's the guy that retracted his his saying i got offered he, he figured me out well good <laughs> good journalisming way to you know that's that's that's, that's a straight that is a strange situation i'm um, looking more at yeah. his instagram right now he has sixty-five thousand followers really yeah, he's like he, he's yeah he's, like an he's got he's got a youtube channel with well over like five thousand um subscribers have him on the like show big, i did see there's a thought that this guy may be the human embodiment of bishop sycamore uh because nobody <laughs> can find any stats of him nobody he's yeah. like said he's played for three different high schools and nobody can find a roster with him on any of them it's bizarre and uh, that's recruiting in 2023. So, but you, yeah. but you said Wendell that that the athletics department told you he did take like a visit. Yeah, I mean, which would he be has, yeah, he has pictures of, of him on campus. The you know, person I spoke to, he, he has been on campus. He did take a visit. I'm guessing an unofficial one. Um, so yeah, he does play football, apparently. Um, apparently, I, allegedly, I couldn't, I couldn't find any film on him. Just you know, someone's asking in the comments like, "Can I see any film on this kid?" And I was like, I was like, I like can't find any <laughs> um yeah but yeah i mean he has he has visited mizzou so in in several other schools but yeah i mean uh, there's an instagram story of him shaking hands with Saban. i i think i think anybody could get a visit in theory i don't know this is yeah I just guess. a weird situation i don't bl- i don't think anybody should blame you for that wendell uh because i mean yeah. it's like a full-on committed graphic and everything so yeah it, it, it seems legit he probably paid paid to have that graphic made and yeah. <laughs> and everything but yeah it's very one of the most bizarre things i think I, i've i've definitely experienced my my young career <laughs> yeah good, it's like teenage gronk yeah i was gonna say gronk. this is like a baby gronk situation <laughs> baby gronk teener teener gronk teenage gronk <laughs> i don't know what do you call it teenager gronk okay that's I, the word yeah, I, yeah gronk. teenager gronk Teen Gronk. Um, Teen Gronk. I do. I do want to ask Wendell. Well, I'm going to switch to uh, real recruits and real commits now. Um, okay. With with this, you know, one area situation, he's dominated our probably show titles uh, for the last like month and a half. And and now that he's you know committed, um, obviously that was a big big thing. You know, what have you? I guess you know maybe just observed and and your thoughts on what Drinkwitz has done in this recruiting cycle. It's obviously been really impressive. And then too, just obviously being in, in Columbia, have you noticed kind of a buzz around that and around his commitment and just the excitement for the future with how, how well they've done recruiting? Yeah, I think just, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this on here. Um, I think just there's a lot of buzz, I think just around Mizzou athletics right now, uh, as far as recruiting goes with basketball and what Dennis Gates is doing. Um, there's a, was a ton a ton of excitement my phone was blowing up the day one area committed <laughs> um yeah i i think that there's a ton of excitement i i, I it made me think back to early when it when, when drink was hired he was talking about you know as far as recruiting goes he wanted to like seal off the state he was like you know missouri's a very kind of underrated state as far as high school talent goes and, and we, we want to keep the best kids here and it seems like he, he's slowly getting to a point where he's doing that you know um Luther Bird and James Madison is from KC, uh, goes to school in Florida, but is from Kansas City. Um, and, and I think one area is, is, is the first big KC prospect that's committed to Mizzou. He's gotten drink has, has gotten several from the St. Louis area. So I think this this could be you know kind of a a landmark moment um, 
for for Drinkwitz and especially if he if he signs and just for recruiting in general um, for the KC area because you know other kids are going to see this and be like okay I you know Williams Winery thinks he can go and win it win at Mizzou or, or can can develop there I'm gonna go there as well and I, and I definitely think the, the nil law is a factor here um i mean and, and I'm, I'm not saying that you know when Ari wouldn't have wanted to go to mizzou anyway but i think the the fact that he brian wingo other guys in state you know if they sign their letter of intent to go to mizzou days later they can start making nil money um so i but yeah i think this is this is going to be a be a very big um very big moment and i think this, this class is shaping up you know there's, there's momentum with Wingo. Um, I think this is going to end up being a top 20 class when it's all said and done. Uh, you mentioned him. James Madison there. And um, for a guy who made a spectacular catch last night on ESPN, yeah, too, it was a great touchdown uh, catch. He has been a big recruiter himself. You know, What have you kind of seen just on Twitter, even maybe talking to these guys, talking to coaches? I guess the coaches can't say anything about James Madison yet, but talking to maybe even some industry sources that you have like what makes James Madison so so special? Um, kind of like what I was talking about with with Theo Weezer earlier. He's kind of receiver Mizzou doesn't have. He's he's six four, uh, which I was very surprised by. Like I, he he doesn't look it, um, but he, but he's six four, very long receiver, and like like that catch that he made. You know, he, he's got the ability to go out and make make tough catches. Um, but yeah, and, and he he's got some speed too. Is for a guy his size, you know, watching some of his film, um, he's used in a lot of different ways. You know, you see him work in the slot. You know, he's a, he's a screen guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think he, he's gonna, he's going to be big, assuming that he he, do, he does go to Mizzou um, at, at, at the at the end of it all. But um, yeah, he's been a big recruiter. The the some of his the the graphics that he's put out in the video <laughs> when he committed were, were pretty entertaining. Wild. The, uh, the Madison Wingo like presidential um campaign graphics were, were, were pretty funny um so yeah it, it seems like 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 these guys are bought in you know whatever it, it is that drink was in his staff are, are selling these guys are buying into um and it's, it definitely seems like there's you know the idea of wanting to make mizzou a powerhouse or get get mizzou back to where they were you know a decade ago competing to win the sec and that's something that madison mentioned um, it's like, oh, I want to play for my home state and, you know, and, and make this program a good one, you know. Yes. I mean, all this positive talk about recruiting is great, but do you know what color uh, Williams and Juaneri's gloves are going to be this Friday? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably red, if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some spare gear. He's just trying to use it. Doesn't want to show them know. some love. Yeah. That's all it is. Also, Gerard Hamilton said today he has Mizzou gloves he's gonna wear when they're when they wear white. So oh, there you go. Everyone can rest easy. That, hopefully uh, that story can die off now. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that it, it's gonna be a story until he until December twentieth if he signs early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh true. that's yeah, everyone everyone is still gonna be a little antsy before he until he puts the pen to paper, obviously. Um yeah. All right, you guys have anything else? Otherwise, I want to ask my advice question. So I'm going to put it on Kenny. Go for um, it. Kenny, you're, I'm putting you on the spot. So we have Wendell on. Obviously, he's covering Mizzou football now for the Columbia, Missouri. And you did that last season, um, along with Jack Sobel and Kyle Pinnell, two uh, phenomenal writers themselves. And, you know, it's it's a grind. I, I watched, me and Peyton watched Kenny, you know, 
be very, very busy during the year. So I wanted to ask, uh, passing the torch now, what advice do you have for Wendell? We were talking a little bit about it off there, <laughs> but um, what advice do you have for Wendell now on the on the beat as the season gets started this week? So uh, the one thing I would say, and I know Pete's not listening to this, your editor, um, after the game's over, you know, once you've left the opposing stadium, I'm going to give you like advice for the road. Once you've left the opposing stadium, just turn your phone off. Just don't like it's over. Game's over. Like once we left the Florida game last year, if Pete like had anything, that's not our problem. I mean, that was just like the point that we got to. We'd been working for like 12 hours straight. We're like, okay, man, we're going to go to a bar. We're just not going to be on our phones. And that was like the big thing. It's like unplugging pretty much. And that was one of the best parts. You really get to explore those towns. Of course, you're not going to get to go to Gainesville, but you're going to get to go to Athens. You've told me you have family in the area as well. So you'll get to see a lot of Georgia and um, you'll love it. I mean, there's so many cool places that you're going to go this, this season and, you know, wishing you the best. And I know, I know you'll love every step of the way. Um, I know you're 21 as well. So take advantage of that. You'll, you'll see some pretty cool bars in some of these college towns. Uh, too bad you don't get to go to Auburn because Auburn is the most beautiful oh place God. in the stop, nation. Stop, oh stop, stop talking. Shut Auburn up, is beautiful. Auburn. It's awesome. Uh, I hope you get a chance to go there when you're older. That's all I got. Nice. And the what, the My Herd game? Play the My Herd game? Oh, yeah. If you see a group of cows, call it My Herd. So you're going to claim cows as you're driving. The If there's a fence that um, separates them, those are two different herds. Every time you see a group of cows within a fenced area or just grouped together you call them your herd you count them up at the end of the road trip and whoever wins wins you can put money on it if you want but totally up to you okay but you say my herd okay there you go wow that is crazy advice yeah (laughs) that 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 took a turn yeah yeah wendell just have fun with it it's a it's a it's a good time to just uh travel and explore and you know, he'll be the youngest in the room in probably almost every scenario, unless some other college writer is, is uh, you know, there with you. So just blow blow someone away by asking a great question. Yeah, the whole whole beat's getting getting younger now with with Dave, with Dave Matter leaving the Post Dispatch. So yeah, it, it's yeah. a bunch a bunch of young guys. Yeah, yeah. So good opportunities. We are we are for those for those who like have followed the unwritten rule. Everyone probably knows this, but Kenny Payton and I are all. Uh, Columbia, Missouri, and sports alums. So we we're happy to see it in good hands, and um, we're excited for you. We'll obviously be following. I'm sure we'll have you back on um, as Mizzou football um, keeps going, and um, make you talk about I don't know more Williams, Winery's, whatever socks <laughs> if he wears Tennessee next week or something crazy, um, whatever. But uh, yeah, with that um, we'll we'll segue. But Wendell, thank you so much for coming on. Best of best of luck, and uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be following, retweeting, and certainly probably stealing your tweets to use in our own uh, in our own reporting so <laughs> um, yeah best of luck what's that right there all right i shifted back to we shifted back to three of us thank you again to wendell um great great insight into mizzou football i'm so excited you guys just to just to like i am too i'll be i'll be sad for a little bit that like i'm we're not attending any of these games this season but i'm so excited to just watch watch some mizzou football again um just that it's back, but segueing, uh, Mizzou men's hoops. We had, uh, the entire non-conference schedule come out. We knew most of the opponents, um, but we got three more. They are playing Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, on November 6th, SIUE. Peyton was excited. That rivalry is, uh, is, is being re-upped huge, huge stuff there, um, on November 13th. And then, um, Loyola university, Maryland on, uh, the 25th of November, um, so they join obviously Memphis, Minnesota, 
um, Jackson State, South Carolina State, Pitt, Wichita State, Kansas, Seton Hall, Illinois, and Central Arkansas as the entire non-conference schedule. Um, Minnesota, Pitt, and Kansas are all on the road. Um, and then Seton Hall and Illinois are neutral. The rest of those games are all in Columbia. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, quick take and, and you guys can can add in, but um, I, th- I think uh, we've said it so far already when we knew most of these games it's i think a great a good step up uh from what it was last year i think it's a it's a decent um a decent growth in quality of opponent for dennis gates you know kind of fitting the of where this team is is seeming uh to go on its trajectory so i like it what are your guys thoughts yeah i mean i i'm a big fan of it um i think first of all my first uh thought I'm very glad Mizzou's budding rivalry against SIUE is being kept intact. Um, <laughs> lots of things get changed with conference realignment, um, but glad we can keep just big rivalries like that intact. Um, hopefully damn we see that keep in. Yeah. These damn uh, conference presidents and their TV contracts. Um, but no, yeah. also SIUE, my second thought is also on SIUE. Uh, their logo way cooler than it used to be. It used to be like a really ugly looking cougar. Now it actually looks like a like a cougar. So very good for you, uh, SIUE there. Uh, this my is third the news. Thought, my third thought is going to be on Loyola Maryland. Um, really interesting <laughs> game there. Uh, one time Loyola Maryland was able to hold Steph Curry uh, scoreless in a game when he was oh. at Davidson, uh, and the coach was almost fired because they still lost by thirty because they literally had two people covering Steph Curry the whole game, which left a wide-open person every single trip to the basket. Um, And the coach after the game was like, nobody's going to remember that we lost to Davidson. They're going to remember that we held Steph Curry scoreless. Um, Joke's on that guy, because I remembered both. Uh, My fourth thought is going to be on Central Arc. No, I'm done with the the little ones. Um, No, this is a good non-con, definitely a step up. Uh, the Memphis game, I think, is going to be a very good litmus test early on in the year for Mizzou. And there's a lot of other games that will be pretty fun, I think. I want to add a quick fact. Uh, Loyola, Maryland also had a first-round draft pick in the 2021 draft. Can you name oh, him? Oh, who was it? No, I don't. But I'm going to know the name when you say it. Santi Aldama. He's from Spain. He was picked by the Grizzlies in the, with the last pick of the 2021 first round. There's, wow. there's my, there's my uh, quick hit on Loyola, Maryland. Greyhound round pick. Yeah, the Kobe Brown pick. I'll uh, I got two things from my end. I'm gonna look at the bottom of this graphic here on the schedule. Uh Loyola Maryland. I got one thing to note on them is that I had a Loyal so Maryland, Maryland sticker on my computer in high school because they came to visit my high school. They told us that they were they had internships with Under Armour. If we had uh gone to school there, we would have gotten the internships with Under Armour. Uh, next thing, Peyton, you you kind of teased it, but you didn't say it. For Central Arkansas, that is not a correct Central Arkansas logo. Going into the comments here on the post, uh, Chase Beckvar, who is a director of creative services at the University of Central Arkansas Athletics, says that's an incorrect logo, and he says he hopes this finds the right person knowing for future use. That UCA Bears logo is incorrect. It should just be a purple bear head that says Central Arkansas above it. Wow. Chase Oh, Drag him down. Bad blood there. Um, yeah, that's not that. That game has some added added its spice mm-hmm. to it. Both logos look good. I don't see what the issue is. It's a purple we, bear. It looks. Can good. we also talk about this? Uh, the schedule release, the video they did. Um, 
one of my favorite Sean East moments ever. I'm thinking of clipping it and adding it in as another sound effect. We he already have the main so bird. Funny. That was great. And they gave more. I'm I'm so glad they lean into the memes. That was so awesome last year. Like asking Nick Honor about that. He has like he had like the um he said he had posters of the memes in his room. And like I just I love that they're leaning into it. It was a great video. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. The video was great. Um, I loved, I think part of the reason that made last year so fun was the team had kind of that connection with the fans. They acknowledged the memes. Uh, Dennis Gates really let them be who they were as people, and it just was a lot of fun to follow. The Sternberg scoop was such a blast. Um, Hopefully Noah's Ark keeps that tradition going. Uh, But, yeah, I'm glad they are doing fun things like this. It really makes the fan engagement, the the fan engagement, uh, just even more. Uh, I don't know the word. Even more fans are even more engaged is what I'm saying when the team is fun to follow. I really like the Caleb Grill meme. Uh, the one where the guys like had to do it to him, like that meme, and they had some mayonnaise. <laughs> that was that was my favorite. That's that was my, my favorite, favorite one because it looks just yeah. like Jack too. Okay, I knew what I was surprised I didn't get any texts that was like, Hey, Jack, you wore this all the time when we were in college. (laughs) You know, I had to Uh, do it to him. But going back to uh, Sean East, it's when we had uh, the start or when Ben Sternberg was on the show and he was like, You guys didn't know his personality was like that. We was like, We had no idea. And like, we're glad you showed us like the the main bird segment that we now have, you know, the clip of that. And I like no captain, he's the main bird. And Jack, you have to put in that other one. I'm putting the other one in. The other one's What's going in. What's that right there? What's that right there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to play it. By the end of, like, we're going to get to, like, you know, our 50th episode, and I'm just going to have a thing full of, like, different Shawnees and just click like click them randomly. During interviews, it'll just become unserious. But, yeah, I, I just love this team. And, yeah, it's it's great. Dennis is so, like, it's, it's nice because he obviously is so even keel all the time. You know, he has his kind of, you know, message to the media that's that's very even keel layered stays the same all the time but he lets his players kind of be themselves and i think that's important when you're trying to um help a team buy into to what he's trying to do so yeah these games will be fun these games will be fun kenny what's your what one are you looking towards uh peyton picked memphis i'm saying seton hall that's my game that's my game to watch mm-hmm. oh i mean if i like... had to yeah go ahead but uh, that if... wouldn't be my game to look forward to go oh, to oh. my head i they said you cannot miss watching this game Arkansas Pine Bluff, home opener. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew he was say my mom, that. my mom lives in Pine Bluff. Yeah. Mizzou football has a kid that went to Pine Bluff High. The the zebras. I uh, gotta watch that game. Are they the zebras? Mm-hmm. They're red and white. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. But just going on, my I think Memphis will be a good game. It's probably one of the better games on this non-con. Well, it definitely is. Um, I'm actually very intrigued. Uh, yes, by the Seton Hall game, I I like the Pitt matchup a lot. I um I think that Mizzou and Pitt are coming off similar years. Um, I think Mizzou has a chance to be better this year, especially after Pitt. They just dismissed Dior Johnson, who they were hoping would be a big part of uh their their rotation this year. I've had um, quickets. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that more later. But that's a potentially very good non-con. Uh road victory that mizzou could add to their schedule yeah i just like seton hall i just think like i don't know 
I feel like I watch very little Big East basketball outside of like their conference games. And so I'm I'm just curious to see what a non-con Seton Hall team looks like too. And and it's the uh Trey Jackson bowl. So that is true. Another added There's spice. a couple of those bowls of like former players as well. The Mark Smith yeah, Bowl the, against Illinois. The oh, Wichita yeah. State game is uh the Ronnie DeGray invitational. The Ronnie DeGray invitational. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he'll play. Because he's there, right? Yes. That's why go. it's the Ronnie DeGray invitation. Ronnie DeGray revenge game. Um, if only we'll we played see. UMass. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, plenty to get into with uh with Mizzou Hoops. Um, we're looking we're looking forward to um to those games. And uh yeah, with that, we will segue over and do quick hits. Um, all right, quick hits time. Kenny jerseys of the week and weekend i got that wrong last time so i was determined to get it right that time first jersey of the weekend we're heading over to germany our beloved Bayer leverkusen signed midfielder nathan tella from southampton he's 24 years old he's gonna wear number 19 uh watching some videos this morning from the the press conference and him actually signing he seems like a fun guy he said he wants to learn german by the end of the season and be able to speak it with his teammates and, and the fans uh very dedicated to that he seems like a really good team player Bayer Leverkusen coming off their second win of the season in the second game of Bundesliga. Victor Boniface scored the first goal in the 18th minute, followed up with another one in the 53rd minute. Jonathan Ta, absolute beast. He looks like a football he's, player. He's a big there. hoss. He's, he's a big hoss. He's a big man. Yeah. Uh, he scored one at the 45th minute in the, the sixth minute of stoppage time. Overall, just an incredible game by Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Zabi Alonso actually took out my favorite player. Uh, From Pong. Jeremy Frimpong, and yeah, because he had to rest some of his starters. I mean, they were dominating. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the stats right here. My last thing I'll say: 24 shots, 11 of them were on target, um, and that was just incredible. I mean, another big win for Bayer Leverkusen. Right now, the time of recording at 12:20 on Sunday, Bayer Leverkusen is currently third in the table. They have six points. Let's go, boys. I was I was glad Kenny could watch because I was driving and couldn't watch the game on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, they, they're. They're starting off well. Yeah, Nathan Tell is good. It's and Granite Zaka, oh my goodness. Uh, underrated signing, probably. I think he was the man of the match. He didn't even score. Great assist, great ball handling. He had a goal, but there was an offsides uh, penalty called, and uh, it was overturned. But um, <laughs> great leg. Yeah. We need to tweet more of our – you need to tweet more of the reactions you were texting us because they were really I, I reply. I reply to the, the Bayer <laughs> the, the account, account. And, and people like my tweets when I reply nice. to them. I, I yeah. said that – that people mention uh, LeBron signing with the Heat right after they mention Victor Boniface's signing with Bayer Leverkusen in the, in the history books, and people were like liking. I think I got like six likes on it. So that's a big. Incredible. That's a big. That was a big signing. He's good. Also, it's it's Chabi Alonso and Jaka, by the way. Chabi Alonso. Yeah. Oh, I, I did. I did look. I heard them say it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, I don't want. I I just don't want to mispronounce your favorite. Your new favorite player. I know. He's well, it's like I'm head. learning a new language. Yeah, just like just like Nathan Tella has to. What you do? There's some there's some interesting stories you can look up about um, English speaking players that go to play in Germany. They don't they don't. I mean, they play games and they don't know what like their teammates are saying. They literally they're like, I use we just use like hand gestures because I don't know how to call for a, like a pass. You know, you just you have to just like wave your arms and stuff. It's an interesting like you know wrinkle to figure out when you're trying to play that sport. But anyway. Um, Peyton, what's your jersey? Yeah, we're going to stick with 
uh, football in Europe, but it's a it's the American style this time. Uh, Sam Hartman is my jersey of the week. Um, I don't like Sam Hartman. Don't get that confused. I, don't, <laughs> I haven't for, I haven't forgotten what he's done to Mizzou in the uh, Gasparilla Bowl that I went to. Um, but college football came back yesterday. Sam Hartman uh, threw just absolutely diced up uh, Navy. Um, good opening game win for um, for Notre Dame. Uh, I don't really care about that. It's just college football is back, so I had to throw it in here. Yeah, we had we had UMass. That that game turned out to be pretty good. UMass, New Mexico State. It did actually. Yes, two programs heading in the right direction. And I won't Shout spoil out. what happened in USC because we have that in the beat. Yeah. Shout out Sam Hartman's mom though. Uh, on top of making a really cool necklace out of his surgically removed rib, I also she also asked me to take a photo of her, her daughter, and Sam Hartman before the Gasparilla Bowl the night before at a little cookout. Uh, so I have been very close to Sam Hartman and his family. You know, we are tight. We are, you know, I, I might go to their Christmas party. I don't know, but that's <laughs> shout out. Shout Do out. You Mrs. even Hartman. get a Christmas card? No, no, I, didn't, I don't get a card because I'm going exactly. to the party. I'm right, going to the I mean, party. His, his card is his invite. Also, Sam Hartman looks like a caveman. He did not look like that last year at Wake Forest. <laughs> that is true. He looks different. Gave, he's got a got a lot more uh, up top there. He gave headphones. Nice salad. He gave headphones to all the uh, Notre Dame players. Um, Very nice. Man. My jersey of the week. I'm going Trey Lance um, from the for the Cowboys. Now that was the uh, big NFL news. Former third overall pick got traded for a fourth round pick. After the 49ers announced that Sam Darnold was their QB two, I think that's the first time I've ever seen a team tweet who their backup quarterback is like exclusively. Um, they traded Trey Lance, so he's got a new start in uh in Dallas. Obviously, it's kind of stirred the pot with Dag, Dag, Dag Dak, um, Prescott, which because he has, I think his deal expires in 2024. I was looking this up, so he has to like sign an extension. But now they have Trey Lance. I think this is really funny. He he's played like six games in four years because of COVID and just being hurt. And I don't know, but it's just a very fitting end to that saga, in my opinion. And that's Brock Purdy's team now. Also, um, bonus jersey of the week goes to Darwin Nunes of Liverpool, who just scored a game winning goal in the 90th minute. And I'm trying my best not to yell in elation. Um, mm. But yeah, shout out Trey Lance. Will Greer saw that Trey Lance trade and went off last night. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> things from the Cowboys game unbelievable it was a it was a a pretty good outing um why does this headline say teary-eyed Greer bids farewell to Dallas did he get released he definitely got released he was QB4 he was incredible last night too he looked really good um you know my my initial reaction to that trade was how dare they do that to Cooper Rush who has served them so well as their backup QB for many years and I think will be a future head coach one day in the vein of another former ginger uh, backup quarterback uh, to a longstanding franchise quarterback in Dallas. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So Trey Lance is a cowboy. How about known cowboys? Spelling bee. All right. Spelling bee. Uh, we bid a farewell to Bob Barker who passed away at 99 on Saturday. And Where are you course, laughing? Thought... <laughs> Who's laughing? Went- Nolton Snicker. <laughs> I, thought this, I thought of the scene in a in a Happy Gilmore. That's 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 where I was going with it. Yeah, uh, we're going to go 
for the spelling bee this week. We're gonna go I know, on yeah, and because I know piece of media that. that Bob Barker has ever been in, and Happy that Gilmore. is Happy Gilmore. And we're gonna give I'm gonna give you four um four characters from Happy Gilmore, and you're gonna spell their names. This is gonna be really easy. We have to pay <laughs> tribute to Bob Barker, who played himself in the movie. So here we go. Uh first one, of course, we're gonna go Happy Gilmore, played by Adam Sandler. Uh, H-A-P-P-Y-G-I-L-M-O-R-E. Correct. Uh, Chubbs Peterson, rest in peace. Damn yeah. you, alligator. Played by Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah. Um, Ch- C-H-U-B-B-S. What's his last name? Peterson. P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N. There you go. Uh, Peyton, next one. Uh, Scooter McGavin, played by Christopher Shooter McConnell. McGavin. Yeah, Scooter McGavin, McGavin. come on. He has a good, he has uh, a funny Twitter. There's a, there's uh, a, there's a Scooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin Twitter account. S H O O T E R M C G A V I N. Correct. Oh. And last one. Can we go? Can we go Wendy's? Virginia we go four Bennett. Four? Played by Julie Brown. Uh, Virginia Bennett. Virginia, is it Bennett or Ben? It's just Bennett, right? Venant. Venant? Oh. Oh no. Okay. V I R G I N I A, Virginia. V E N N E T T. Please. No! Oh, no. Oh, damn it. That's how I, that's how I was going to guess it. Um, okay, good. As long as that's how Peyton is going to say it, and I wasn't Venant. Venant. Is it like Ven- Vanit? Vanit? Ah? Ah? Um, no, I don't know how to spell this. Um, V E N N I T Venet. Wrong. It's V E N I T Venet. Oh, it was easier than we were that we were overthinking it. Venet. Venet. I don't like you, Penny. The Why price you is wrong. Me? I was lying. I don't dude. know. I don't know. Okay. For those that can't see, Kenny typed the name out in the chat. <laughs> I don't know why I believed it. Um, he uses the private, said, uses no, the private gonna, chat for evil all the time. Photo right now. Click. <laughs> I didn't hear the photo noise that cameras make. So you're a yeah. liar. What, what's the like? What's the? It's like Snapchat. Did you say cha-ching? Cha-ching, cha-ching. I don't. I don't know. I was trying to make the noise. Now you've had enough, bitch. Best feats of the week. That's what he uh, standings right now. I'm in first place at 14 and nine. Uh, damn you, Vanderbilt, for not taking down Hawaii in um, prolific fashion. 17 and a half was the spread. Peyton at 12 and 12. He went even with San Jose State covering USC and Navy not covering against Notre Dame. Jack, Seahawks plus three versus Packers. What were you thinking? You're now 11 and 13. Okay, can I can I ask a question? Is it normal for the backup QB to play the entire preseason game and then be taken out for just the final drive? Because that's what the Seahawks did with Drew Locke. Doesn't happen a lot. I mean, there, it can get a little, a little weird in the last preseason game. Um, I've seen quarterbacks that have played the entire game. Um, okay. Because he it, played it, the whole game. Depends. And then they put in, I think his first name's Nathan. Holton Ehlers. Holton, Holton Ehlers, Ehlers, that guy. Yeah. ECU they put him own. in. They marched down the field. I went to this game. That's why I'm 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 hot about it. But uh, they, they he marched down the field and then threw us like a stupid interception to end the game. And they could have scored a touchdown and won. 
I know it's preseason and it doesn't matter, but it hurt my, I was the road to 500 has taken a step back. I'm very disappointed. I didn't make it to week one of college football at 500 now because of this. It's because of Anders Carlson. He made a 57 yard field goal. He got, he have, owned Mizzou. Ha, have year. some choice, have some choice words for him, but damn kickers. Those words. Yeah. I hate kickers. I agree. Just kidding. But uh, what's your beat this week? My best beat, I got Utah minus six and a half against Florida. They're finishing up the home and home. This one's going to be in Utah last year. Florida edged out a win um, against the Utes in Gainesville, 29 to 26. This year is a different story. Graham Mertz is the quarterback. And, of course, I've mentioned this before, that there was a tweet uh, that I read that said that Graham Mertz is going to be playing ultimate Frisbee by the end of the year. I have not believed in Graham Mertz ever since I saw that tweet. I know Jack doesn't believe in Graham Mertz. Peyton's on the edge, on the fence about Florida. We know they have some talent. Um, there's been some team, some reporters, some writers that are high on Florida. But I got Utah edging out a win here, and I think they'll win by a touchdown even more. ABA GM always bet against Graham Mertz. He hurt me for too long. I will not cheer for him. Um, I'm not on the edge on Florida. I think Florida is going to be terrible. I picked them to go winless in SEC play, but I amended my pick after I saw Vanderbilt's performance last night. Um, so I, 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 I'm right there with you, Kenny. I wanted to do this pick. I didn't see that you had taken it already. I think Utah is going to kill them. Good bet. But moving What's on. Oh, yeah. my Gentlemen, <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole speech. Why, why does Bryce play Texas? Not because it is easy but because they will try and will succeed in covering the 35-and-a-half-point spread against Texas. Um, I only picked this uh, because JT Daniels is their quarterback this year, former future Missouri Tiger. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 35-and-a-half is such a gaudy number in week one. Texas could very easily cover this. I don't know a thing about Rice other other than the fact that they made a bowl game at 5-and-7 last year. Um, (laughs) I just JFK had it, had them in a speech one time. Had this matchup in a speech. So. There That's you go. It. Go owls, hoot hoot. Team. They they will be hooting. Uh, my best beat of the week. I am uh I'm picking UConn also to cover their spread against Peyton's NC State. Stores is going to be rocking. The Jim Moore era my... continues in Utah. What? They're not my NC State. Wolf oh pack. yeah, yeah they are. Fan. I thought you said they're not playing NC State. Now I was about to have. I was like, going to get very confused. Um, this I just think it's funny. This game is in stores um, for just with how bad UConn's been. But Jim Moore is turning them around. Um, I'm a I'm a believer. Part of the Moore Nation. I don't know. Um, Fourteen and a half points. No problem for the Connecticut Huskies. They will lose by ten. I've been to stores before. It was a lot of fun. See, um, I've also heard that if it snows. Uh, in stores, like you're, there's, you're not getting out. You're just staying there. There's just because there's so many back. I've also heard there. that there's just no highway. You can't like, yeah. get out. There's um, no like paved yeah. roads in there. Uh, I don't know if right, it's that. Um, no, it is. It is that. I've, 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 yeah, I've heard we've, that too. We've, I'm not making this there's up. Like only that's... no. I mean, they're the paved roads thing. I mean, there's no paved roads. I mean, well, there, it's like, there are paved roads. It's just like really like yeah, they're they're like back roads through through uh, forests like there's yeah. just no way to like get out if it's if there's a lot of turns if there's a lot of turns they're like hard to plow and then yeah you're just stuck so maybe it'll snow this. maybe it'll snow that'll give them the advantage uh dirty birds 
Uh, Dirty Bird this week, uh, Adam Wingard. Uh, he's the director of Godzilla Times or Godzilla Kong: The New Empire, and it has been delayed to April twelfth, twenty twenty four. So we're gonna have to Ooh. wait to talk about that movie at a later time. But I'm I'm going after him. He is the reason this movie is delayed. I'm not gonna go after the production team or the companies behind it. He's a director. He needs to get his shit together and get this movie out there so we, the consumers, can pay him to watch. It's, I'm mad. I, I think more goes into this. There's a couple strikes going on. I, I was going to say, it's probably has I'm to do with the fact he has no one to write the movie right well, now. Well, if he's a director, maybe he should write his own stuff. He's the one there who wants the, this movie to be put out there. He, write should, he I mean, should write, direct, and star in it. They're the two main characters in the movie don't speak. They just beat their chest and then breathe fire. So I don't know what you need someone uh, writing anything it's, about. It's nuclear, nuclear breath, not fire. Nuclear breath. Um, right. why? What? If I may ask, how does Wingard uh, relate to Bird? His middle school was like the Eagles or the Falcons, one of the two. How did you find his middle school? Did some really deep diving deep two dive nights research. ago. Okay. <laughs> Let me find it again. I can't find right. the actual. You you pull it up, Peyton. Gold. Peyton, what's yours? Uh, my dirty bird of the week, Jacksonville State football. In their first game at the FBS level, they're the new CUSA members. They were in a, they were playing a CUSA game uh, right away against UTEP, and they won. They won seventeen to fourteen. Gavin Hardison, who's been a starter at UTEP for a, a good number of years now, I think this is his third year as a starter. Uh, threw a pick on the last drive. Jacksonville State, they are one and zero at the FBS level. Um, and of course, uh, their head coach is Rich Rodriguez, and that also gets a dirty bird mention. So, there you go. Did you, did you find it, Kenny? Still looking. Still looking. All right, I'll do mine in the meantime. Gotta, there's so many with the same school name. My my dirty bird of the week. Uh, Peyton mentioned him when we were talking about um, Mizzou men's basketball. I'm doing Dior Johnson, um, who was of course uh, kicked. I was he kicked off or just said he was leaving the the Pitt men's basketball. It was announced program. he was leaving. Or, uh, yeah. he, or that he was just no longer with the team. Nobody knows for sure. Announced he was no longer with the team. I'm just going to read his journey as a basketball player at the at the high level. Um, here are his high schools before he went to college. Uh, I believe it's like Sodgertes, IMG Academy, Sodgertes again, Finley Prep, Hillcrest Prep, Fairfax, Mayfair, Oak Hill Academy, uh, Centennial Corona, Prolific Prep, Southern California High School. Then in college, he committed to Syracuse, decommitted to Syracuse, committed to Oregon, signed with Oregon. That's my connection to the Dirty Bird. He was briefly a duck. Uh, decommitted from Oregon, committed to Pitt, enrolled in Pitt. Um, he was he pled guilty in a domestic violence incident, suspended by hit Pitt, returned to practice redshirted, went to uh, Spain with Pitt, and now announced that he is leaving Pitt. So Yeah, definitely – a weird situation because um, I did believe I saw Pitt's head coach, Jeff Capel um, was talking pretty highly about him, how he thinks he'll be an important piece to kind of take the, take the, you know, pressure off of their younger guards a bit. Um, but now he's not there. So that, I yeah, mean, so. that was like not long ago. He said that. No. Yeah. Wild, wild situation. But he, I just was, I was just stunned when I saw this tweet, uh, from cbb content on twitter they that that's just like a pretty pretty wild journey so many high schools mm-hmm. yeah that's so weird schools all right what'd you learn peyton best thing i learned this week uh taylor powell who of course 
famously in our um, freshman year, so 2019, he uh, started a game for Mizzou against Georgia. Mizzou was shut out. He uh, had you come into the the uh, battle line rivalry game that year um, after Connor Basilek uh, was hurt, and he led Mizzou to victory over Arkansas. And then he transferred to Troy. Then he transferred to Eastern Michigan. Um, so he could have been my dirty bird. Um, he's now with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. He threw a touchdown pass last night. The way I found out about this. Um, was a tweet from the Sickos Committee, um, who is a big <laughs> football account. They tweeted because um, Hamilton, I didn't see the team they were playing, but it looked like Mizzou colors versus Oregon State colors. So they tweeted that. They tweeted, Mizzou scores a touchdown against Oregon State without realizing that a former Mizzou quarterback was playing quarterback for the Hamilton Tigers. So Taylor Powell, um, that's my that's the best thing I learned. He's a Hamilton Tiger cat. My fun fact about Taylor Powell is that he took the quarterback job from a former Mizzou wide receiver. Can you name that Mizzou wide receiver? He finished up his sixth year. Oh, uh, Michael Wilson, right? Nope. Oh, dang it. Sean Rock. No, not Sean Robinson. That was later. Oh, wait, you're talking about in the CFL? No, he took the quarterback oh. job in high school from a former Mizzou oh. wide receiver, finished up his last year in 2022. I have no, absolutely no idea. Damon Harris. Very well known. He was well known on third downs. Oh, Barrett Bannister? Yep. Oh, wow. Took the job third in third Bannister. Down? Yep, and so Barrett Bannister was a wide receiver for him in high school. Huh. Wow, I did not know that. The more you know. Good, good fact. Oh, my fun fact about Taylor Powell is I have a photo with him with a sign, uh, after the South Carolina game in 2019 that says Kentucky Fried Gamecock on it. Uh, banger. You had a lot <laughs> of good over. signs that year. He came over, uh, took a photo with me. Hold. I didn't make that sign either. I don't know where the sign came from, but it was there. In the he photo. made it. And he, was yeah, he, it he made it before, yeah. Uh, Adam Wingard went to Full Sail University. Their mascot is a plane. Planes are like birds, but motorized. <laughs> That's weak. That's Very loose. Weak connection. I sometimes I just have no connections, is, is and you guys don't even it. notice. I just say them, and and sometimes Kenny forgets to be like, "How is that connected to a bird?" It just isn't. Yeah, if if the person's that. dirty enough, we'll make them a dirty bird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best thing I learned this week: uh, going around Donald Trump's measurables were released on X. He is <laughs> six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds. Uh, that's peak <laughs> male, and. Fernando Tatis Jr. is also 6'3", 217 pounds, two pounds fatter than Donald Trump. Uh, that's what PEDs does for you when you look at compare them side by side. Uh, Donald Trump is also a liar, but I'm pretty sure like, that's that's some good lying. Are you saying that he's 6'3", 215? The mugshot was everything and more that I could have imagined when that got released also. It was, I wish you I, smiled. No, I'm like, I, he. it looks like he's doing it on purpose. Like, he knew it was going to go viral no matter what, and he made a face on purpose. Like, it's... That's why he smiled. That's a PR team. Yeah. Should have smiled. That he returned great. to Twitter with that mugshot, so... Um, my best thing I learned this week, going back to Peyton's Vanderbilt uh, anger with, with how their game went against Hawaii. Um, this is just so funny. We, we've talked about their stadium things before, um, but, of course, they played at Vanderbilt, whose stadium is still going under um renovations um there was a tweet that their Vanderbilt's first bank stadium is currently undergoing reservations for their game 
against Hawaii. The scoreboard was held up by cranes. I know there was another photo. A friend of the show, Matt Stahl, tweeted it was like glitching. Um, the visitor locker room was a tent, uh, and the game was delayed by lightning to start. So, yeah, awesome stuff going up by Vanderbilt. I did also check. Uh, I believe this guy Ben Stevens is not a doesn't look like a fake account. So, I was because that sounds like it could be something that's made up, and I've been fooled before. But a bad luck, run of luck with that. But just like ridiculous, like I, I don't know how how that can can go on in a Power Five program. But in this era of realignment, if we're if we're having to kick teams out of conferences, if that if that ends up starting, I got a nomination for the SEC. Let's just say. We better hope um, yeah. that doesn't happen. I think Mizzou might be on the chopping block. Actually, that's true. We, Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Mizzou could be on the chopping block. Um, all right. Ratio, joke, bonk, note. Uh, There's so many now. Be, oh, my God. God. Note of the week. Thanks, X. Uh, I couldn't find any good ratios or any good bonks. You, uh, you horny people are really tamed this weekend. Uh, well, here's the community <laughs> note of the week. You ever see those games? Like, you get ads oh, for yeah. like, Oh, my God, this looks cool. It's not what it is. Uh, community note owned this game called Ebony Dash the King's Return on Twitter or on X. And the, the, the note says the actual gameplay of Ebony is entirely different from what is shown in the video. This is a false advertisement and it's still <laughs> running as an advertisement. Yep. It's been an advertisement since June 25th. So it's been around for over two months now and has nearly 70,000 likes, 444 million interactions or just views that's incredible Jesus. that this is still up and, and it's just not the actual game no nope, not at all what's nope. the game i don't know if i want to look up the every single Ed. one of these games does this too it's so annoying it looks fun in the way that they're showing it but when you play the actual game it's just not like why don't they just show you the game that they're playing because the game that's playing seems fun i'm trying to look up what the actual game play is well, you on the video, you probably don't want to know. It's probably clickbait yeah, garbage it's probably that like, wants yeah. you to buy a ton of gold. Yeah, download like virus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. I really like it. It's uh, it's like a medieval, um, maybe a Roman soldier with a machine gun, blowing up <laughs> yeah. barrels to yeah, get that... better guns and to advance your army. And then they and then they get run over by the barrel eventually if they don't like. I guess the barrel, you have to hit yeah. it with a certain number of bullets or it runs you over. Mobile games advertise themselves is like, I don't know how every not every single one of these advertisement, advertisers are in jail, are not in jail. I mean, this is like, just every single game does this. I don't understand. It's why I don't download hardly any mobile games other than like Angry Birds. We were, yeah, we were spoiled. We grew up in the era of the best mobile games ever, and it will never be the same temple ever i agree with that 100 percent. yeah all right well good job community notes they strike again i just love also that we're up to ratio slash joke slash bonk slash community note of the weekend we've expanded the segment has expanded um all right with that we are we'll segue we're going to finish the show we had kenny and peyton collab on an immaculate grid they did a good job um so stay tuned for that and uh yeah finish the show see what uh see what baseball players they could get yes Okay, we're gonna finish. Uh, we're gonna finish up the show with an immaculate grid. For those that don't know, I, I assume pretty much everyone does uh, at this point. Um, but the immaculate grid is, uh, you know, baseball grid. You get three teams. Sometimes it's like uh, stats. I, the one I think we're doing today has a stat in it um, on the um, what is it? The row and three on the on the column, and you got to pick players that meet uh, the requirements. So, for example, we have one in this. 
That's White Sox and uh, Giants. So start thinking of that. I'm going to let Kenny and Peyton do it. I'm going to fill it out for them. We're going to do, do you guys want to do, do you guys want to collab or do you want you guys want to go one-on-one, like pick a spot and, and guess a player? What would you rather do? You want to compete or work together to try and solve it? I was thinking we'd do it together and try to get a low score. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's, that's but, part of it. That too. Sound good, Peyton? Yeah, that sounds good to me. We can probably get it. some pretty good answers here. Yeah, they're gonna. I got one gonna, right off the bat, though. They're gonna work together. Wait, hang on, let me okay. start my let me start my recording of the. I'm gonna put the filling it out. So we'll put the live grid on the YouTube. Um. So there we go. So that's fired up. So, what do you have? So we have from for those not watching on the YouTube, we have White Sox, Mariners, and a 20 win season pitching um, on the top, and then on the side, the Giants, the Mets, and the Yankees. So both New York teams. All right. Fire away. Peyton, I think we got to go Mets, White Sox, Jake Marisnik. I knew it. I knew that's where you were going. You're so shameless. 0.4% right now on, at 11 o'clock on Sunday. So I'm for, gonna, for everyone that doesn't one. know, no, it is. And for everyone that doesn't know, Kenny is the Jake Marisnik plug on Twitter. He's got sources in good places uh, when it comes to Jake Marisnik news. Uh, he's broken several stories on him so he has to do it this is uh, true big budge a cubs and astros legend so yeah i think that's a good pick for you thank you all right good start hmm where, where else are you thinking kenny i got I like a couple 20 win season people just because i think there's very limited on probably all three of these teams uh um, there's i can think of a few on the giants uh i can only think of one on the giants well, I have a feeling we're thinking of probably the same one. You think of uh, Jack Burkett? What? No, that was not Which, who I was thinking of. That was the only guy I can think of from the nineties. I mean, that's I know he was really good. Uh that you're going with? Um I don't know. I just think it's a I don't know, Peyton. If you want to choose somebody else. Did Matt Kane ever do it? That's who I, I don't thought of. Think Maybe so. he did. I mean the twenty one seasons are dying. Yeah, that is true. That's why yeah, I always try to look at 90s people. I mean, Yankees, I'm thinking Andy Pettit because he was an Astro. Gaylord um, Perry definitely did it. Did you do it with the Yankees, though? Oh, he could have. Yeah, I think he probably did No, that's fine. We can go with Burkett, then. That Burkett top three. Yeah, Burkett. John Burkett. John Burkett. Is it John or Jack? Is it Jack Burkett? I don't know. I didn't really How watch do you suppose last in the 90s. I was in a B-U-R-K-E-T-T. It looks like John Burkett. John Burkett. Yeah. 5%. Okay. Okay, nice. good pull. My bad. Good pull. Sometimes right, seven really high. Um, I know top left is probably going to be Jake Peavy. I think that's going to be the highest mm-hmm. one for Giants White Sox. Um, I honestly think we should maybe go David Cohn. For Yankees twenty plus, he won that sign. Oh, that's in the a 90s. good one. Mm-hmm. We could do. Yeah, he probably had to have reached it. And, I mean, he played for the Mets as well, so he might possibly work on both those. David, David Kenny, Cohen, I do. Wanna... I ahead. do have a really good one for um, top left, but we'll do David Cohn first. Okay. You want to do that for Yankees mm-hmm. twenty wins? Yankees twenty wins. Five percent. Nice. He isn't a Mets. He isn't a Mets hat in his little picture on here. So you're really? right about that. Yeah. Want to sign young with the Royals? There you go. I I forgot about that too. Um, my top left pick 
Um, I'm going to see if I can get Kenny to guess it. But um, this was – I think of this guy as a Cub because he gave up a famous home run to uh, Bryce Harper. But he played for both of these teams in the top left. He's a lefty pitcher. He used to be a starter. He was a starter with, I know, one of these teams. Um, maybe both. Uh He's a lefty. He used to pitch for the Rangers. Okay. He's starting to get a starter. Pitcher. And mm. He used to be. Then he, he was a reliever with the Cubs. He was a reliever for the no, back end Mike of his Minor. career mostly. No, it's not Mike Miner. But that is, that is, uh, yeah, no, he's never pitched for either the Giants or the White Sox, I don't think. Is it, it's not Hunter Strickland. He's a righty, right? Because you said no, a home run no, to Bryce Harper. I was thinking Hunter Strickland. No, when he was a Cub, he gave up a famous walk-off grand slam to Bryce Harper. Lefty. His nickname is Dutch Oven, I believe. It's uh, <laughs> a great nickname. Derek yeah, yeah, Holland. Derek okay. Holland for top left. I bet that's going to be very low. I feel good about that one. Um, what do we got, Knowlton? I'm typing it in. Derek Holland. 0.03%. Or Sorry, 0.3%. I can't read numbers. Good job. That's very nice. Good one. Hmm. Where do we want to go next? I've left. No, you guys haven't done any Mariners Um, guys yet. I have a. I have one for Yankees Mariners. Okay. A lot of people probably could go Cano here. Um, Yeah. I'm thinking Cameron Maben. Oh, that's a good one. I'm doing it on my own just to see this as well. Like after we do it. Point. I have the grid up just so I can get a mental image, and I'm typing in who. Doing but point three, point three. Wow, very mine good. says point two. Oh, mine says point three. Maybe we must maybe be my, doing it at the same time. Maybe my putting it, it in up. the grid. Yeah, I moved it. We were dealing with such low numbers that my dealing putting the grid moved it up one more. Um, uh, all right, you got four left. We have Yankees, oh, White Sox. No. Oh, we could do. Um, I know Mets fans love this guy. Mariners, Mets. We don't have to Vogelbach. do this. Vog, Vogelbach. Vogelbach. <laughs> And you'll vote back. Might be. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that, is that um, who I should, do you want me to guess him? Oh, Peyton, who was that starting pitcher that the Mariners traded uh, to the Mets this year that's now at the Rockies? Oh, Chris Flexen. Did Chris Flexen ever play in a game for the Mets? I He did when he – no, he did at the beginning of his career. He started his I think career. we should go with Chris Flexen. Okay, there. let's go with Chris Flexen. For Mets Mariners? Mets Mariners. Mm-hmm. Chris Flexen. Two percent, nice. Wow, nice. Very good. That's a little bit higher than I thought it would be. Um, it's a like great athlete name. Kenny's Flexing. dog. Is that Jesse in the background, Kenny? That is Jesse. Jesse's back. Oh, um, snoozing. Mariners, Giants. Yeah, we have. Who's a catcher? Mar- works here. A catcher. Sally work here? is that or Kirk oh. Sally? That's what I'm thinking of. There's a there's a few guys that work here aj pollock works here mm-hmm. i don't even um, think of that but but he that would be like a high one. Oh, tommy Lastella works here oh i like that i like you want to do Lastella? let's that. do tommy Lastella. okay let me let's tommy Lastella. three percent all right um all right, you have socks yankees and Mets 20 win 20 plus win pitching left. The issue I just thought of if David Cohen had worked for the Mets, we could have put Tommy John at Yankees 20 plus win. 
<laughs> but now we can't do that. I mean, the only guy I can think of for the Mets is like Ari Dickey or Dwight Gooden. Is a, I don't know. If, I think is, I don't know which Dwight would be lower good. there. Is um, Otani going to get Tommy John? By the way, with his, he, he hurt his elbow, right? I think that's I think the way you repair it. Yeah. yeah, they haven't announced anything. The Angels haven't. Right. Mm, I know. I we, obviously, go with. Steve, obviously Seaver did, but Gooden and Dickey are probably the two lower ones. So I would, I would say think maybe Dickey. I don't know because how many? I mean, when you think of Gooden. Where do you think of him? I think of him with the Yankees. Well, everyone knows him. It's like the bit really big Mets pitcher that was had that one season. Wasn't it like his rookie year that he had 20 wins? It might be. Yeah, let's go Dickey. Let's just go Dickey. Who, who, what's his first name? R.A., but it's R. Oh, oh R.A. Yeah, and for that's for the Mets 20 wins? Correct. Okay. People might get mad at me if I say I think of dogs. 11, oh. 11%. What? Oh. I'm going to open it up on another browser because I'm really interested with Dwight Goodens was. All right, last last we're probably going to 30. Okay, I guess more Sox Yankees. Dwight Gooden as a Met than I thought. White Sox Sox Yankees. Yankees. See, there's a couple good relievers here. Uh, David Robertson works here. Uh, I believe Tommy Canely works here. Um, Let's see. Hmm, I'm not thinking of a ton of. I feel like there's a catcher somewhere as well. Like did uh, was it Kratz? Did he ever play for the White Sox? Eric Kratz. I'm not sure. I always like to pull him out because he played for a lot of people. The first, he's a go-to for um Pirates Brewers for me. But hmm, I have two more relievers I just thought of, and I think think he might go with the latter. So Tyler Clifford. Of course, he's played for like 17 teams in Major League Baseball. He's a big trade deadline acquisition for any team competing. The other one is Octavio Dotel. Oh, man. Octavio Dotel is like an easy answer for like every square, though, because mm-hmm. he also played for like 20 teams. Oh, there's another reliever from those like um, uh, Robertson and Canely days, but I can't think of who it is. Um Clippard is a fun one. I want to get like a, a really crap player and just go with that, but might might not be able to think of one in time. Hmm. It, let's Octavio Dotel. That's a good one. We you can go, go with that, that one. Yeah, let's go with that one. Octavio Dotel. Point seven percent. Oh wow, that wound up being a very good answer. Yeah, you got a good job. You got a good score. Okay, twenty-seven on the rarity score. Yeah, we'll take or that. Immaculate, immaculate grid one forty-seven. Nice job. This this, I mean, I knew, I know two of the names on here. No, three. Which one? Oh, did and, you J- know? and J- I knew Jake Marisnik because of Kenny, but I knew I knew R. A. Dickey and I knew Cameron Mabin, and I think we talked about Octavio Dotel on this show once. So that because that name, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, because he was on my journeyman reliever or journeyman. That's what it was. That's what it was on the on the Mount Rushmore. Robin Ventura was the was at fourteen percent for White Sox Mets. James McCann. Like I don't know why Robin Ventura was the highest of those. Can you see who it's? Yeah, I don't either. 
if you click on the score and scroll down, you can see the accuracy and most popular options. Oh, nice. Roger Clemens for Yankees 20 win, obviously. Uh, Randy Johnson for Mariners Giants. That's it. I'm surprised by that one. They have all sorts of analytics on here. That's hilarious. All right. Nice job, gentlemen. Um, we might do another one of those if we ever uh, if we ever need to fill a, a quick segment. Put a, put an immaculate grid in there because Kenny and Peyton can just show off their immaculate maybe we'll grid do is a, always a good one. Yeah, maybe we'll do a football one uh, when football season starts. Try try with some NFL teams. Then I can help. Baseball, I'm a I'm a lost cause. Um, but good job. I'll uh, we'll tweet this out. It'll be in the YouTube too. You can follow along and uh, you know get at us on Twitter. Do the same grid. See if you guys can get better than. Thank Kenny and Peyton. 27. Good score. Um, and with that, we'll finish the show off. Um, hope everyone has a fun and safe week. Uh, exciting stuff on Thursday. We're going to have football. Mizzou, South Dakota. So we'll get to talk all about it. Um, recap that game. Football is back. Very, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. So everyone go tune in. Mizzou, South, Carolina, South Dakota. That's on Carolina. Um, that's later. And have a fun and safe week. Adios. Adios.